Snowden is because he went through The Guardian and Greenwald and some other journalists to publicize this information rather than going through official channels. What do we know about why he made that choice? Snowden's been very clear about why he didn't go through official channels. He, what he did was he looked around 2010, 2011, 2012, when he was preparing this leak or contemplating this leak, and he saw what had happened to other whistleblowers. So he looked at Chelsea Manning, for example, who leaked U.S. diplomatic cables, classified ones, secret ones, to WikiLeaks, the Julian Assange, which we published, the New York Times published, and so on. And, of course, Chelsea Manning got 35 years in jail, even though some might argue that some of the stuff he leaked was in the public interest. Similarly with Thomas Drake, another NSA employee who went right to the top, went to Congress, went to the NSA's own internal auditor, complaining about what he regarded as kind of overreach, and was subsequently arrested at gunpoint when he was in the shower, and eventually acquitted. But but Snowden decided that the, this route was not for him, that, that no one would listen, and therefore he would pick out journalists he could trust, and he would turn the material over to them. Hmm. How old is he now? He's 30 years old. So he's a young guy with access to all of this classified information. And you write in the book about how Greenwald and his colleagues had moments of pause because Snowden is so young. But I read recently that with every new generation, there's a new idea of what democracy is. And I find myself wondering whether part of the debate we're seeing now is not about whether Snowden or Chelsea Manning are patriots, but whether it's expressing some kind of generational philosophical difference about the idea of what democracy should be and what patriotism is. Sarah, that's such a fascinating question, and I completely agree with you. Uh, you, you You can read this as a kind of political battle, but I think... You're right. I think, it, actually, it's also a kind of generational battle. It's a sort of demographic battle. And um, what, what, what's so interesting about Snowden is that he is someone from the first generation off the internet who, who grew up with it, who, to, for want of a better word, is sort of digitally native. And my sense is that, that his generation relate to the internet in a different way. And so they see it as their internet. They don't see it as the NSA's internet or the Pentagon's internet. They see it as a kind of platform, a universal platform for everybody. And one little story sticks with me. When, when Snowden was in Hong Kong talking to my colleague Ewan, he was discussing his options. Still in Hong Kong, where might he go? And his lawyers were sort of making it pretty clear that if he stayed in Hong Kong, probably there'd be an attempt to extradite him and he, he would go to prison. And what appalled him about going to prison what wasn't actually the confinement. It's the fact that he would have no internet connection. There'd right. be no Wi-Fi in his jail cell. He could live without you know, much food or without light or without exercise, but the idea of being disconnected from the virtual world was anathema to him. And I think that explains why he's so kind of passionately committed to the internet and why actually ultimately he sacrificed his life in his view to kind of to save the internet for us. Hmm. You know, it's hard not to think about other whistleblowers and leakers as we read about Snowden. In particular, I'm thinking about Daniel Ellsberg and the Pentagon Papers, And it's striking to me how public opinion is so different on the two. You know, Ellsberg's a hero, and Snowden, as you say, is a really divisive figure. Why do you think that is? Why the difference? I think it's a question of time. I think when Daniel Ellsberg first leaked the Pentagon Papers, he he was a very divisive figure, and really history proved him right that the Vietnam War was was a disaster for U.S. foreign policy, and, and what he leaked was the kind of internal thinking of government as it kind of got into this sort of 
quagmire in the Far East. And, and I think the same is actually true of Snowden. I mean, now he polarizes his opinion. I, either people are passionately pro-Snowden or they say, throw away the key, lock him up. But I really feel that, that kind of future generations, our kids, their grandchildren will see 2013, the Snowden revelations as a kind of turning point, not perhaps where we got our privacy back, but where we could finally, having been given the facts by Snowden, have a kind of democratic grown-up conversation about where, where we go in our kind of crazy, cacophonous digital world. And, and, and I think with time, more people will come around to, to thinking that actually he did the US and, and indeed the world a great service. Luke Harding's the author of The Snowden Files, the inside story of the world's most wanted man. Sarah Nick spoke with him. So what do you think? Is Edward Snowden a patriot or a traitor? You can share your thoughts with us at ttbook.org. This land is your land, and this land is my land, and the California land.